Jimmy. Patrick Good McGann. Morning. We are back. Up and Adam tried to do a little video recording this morning. That didn't work, huh? Not at all. That's on me, buddy. I That's was a- uh, having some technical difficulties. We got to figure that out. This podcast was so much easier when we had a producer who was in the room who was under 40 and could help you and I understand technology. Everything was easier. <laughs> Life was simpler. I had to drive two hours every episode and it was still easier. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> to get up and early, you know, feel productive, man. Today is full of possibilities. You never know. It's the beginning of the week, so it's going to go out on Tuesday, but we're recording bright and early Monday morning. We're really getting a good start to the week. We sure are, man, and we just have to embrace everything right now. Every day is a gift. (laughs) My week is going to peak early. (laughs) Did it come with a receipt? (laughs) Some of these days don't fit. (laughs) But it feels good to be talking with you again. Does, on, buddy. A mon- on Monday morning. What's going on, man? How was the weekend? How are, are you? Uh, good. I'm glad you're alive. I was worried about the wasps, the the moderate inconvenient wasps. The yeah, you, they're not murder hornets. They're like <laughs> they're like bothersome wasps. Yeah. How about the murder hornets? That was great news. <laughs> hey, you guys. How are you doing with your crippling fear? Here's. Something else to throw in. This is like biblical stuff. Just in case you do get to go outside. I heard they're they're in Washington or what's the yeah, deal with the murder they hornets? They just got to Washington. No one knows how. Um, the I was like, that's probably hyperbole as a name, murder hornet. That just seemed like a lot. And then I read about what they do. They will just destroy honeybee hives, murder them yeah. all, and then feed their thoraxes to their children. Oh my gosh. Like murder hornet might not be a strong enough name. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> exactly. Issues. Uh, <laughs> thorax feeding murder hornets. These things are no joke, huh? There's some dude named Coyote Peterson who already don't like. I don't need to know anything else about him. Um, I don't know why. Um, Who's Coyote Peterson? He's a... <laughs> He's like a, a YouTube out in the wilderness guy. He's probably awesome. It's just a weird name. But he got, he has like videos from before this of him being stung by a murder hornet. He's like tweezing the thing off. And the thing is like trying to dig in. The thing's like, I'm not done infecting you. And then like got this immediate huge, like his whole arm swelled out, just a gigantic lump. Oh, man. Like it is legit. It says several stings could kill you. Like, have the potential to kill a human being. Can they sting so, you more than once? I don't think so. I mean, this dude was going so at it. I hope it would have died afterwards because it was they, that into biting human flesh. It was never seen they something have like so incisors. singularly focused. They had, like, incisors or whatever. That would, what do you call them? Incisors? Incisors? Incisors. I think they'd be incisors. I like incisors, though. <laughs> it feels like scissors, <laughs> but they're incisors. Like your, your fangs. That's right. what we're talking, right? Right. And they chopped the bee's head off. That's not good, buddy. <laughs> I mean, they just decapitate and feed the thorax to their young. Every... What's about being a good dad? Like, here, I, I, I killed you this. 
I brought you the head of a bee. <laughs> we need honey and uh, pollen. The pollenization. <laughs> I'm just making up words this morning. It's great. If the bees can't pollinate, it's all it's all a problem from there. Right. Trickles. It's everything would fall uh, apart. So we're not, anger, it's not worth saving. That anger goes right to their end scissors, and you know what happens next. <laughs> just get outside and live your life. <laughs> it's only a matter of time now. My daughter's not gonna be able to have honey nut Cheerios anymore. <laughs> that's how that's the only thing getting her through the whole quarantine. I'm just going to pour some cereal when I get home to like, enjoy these because the murder hornets have arrived. <laughs> they don't really go after humans. It's not their, it's not their thing. Also, I still call them honey nut Cheerios. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm an OG. Yeah, you are. It sounds like a kid named these things. <laughs> murder hornets, doesn't it? Murder hornet. They need to put a travel ban on the, on the murder hornets. That'll stop them. <laughs> I mean, get the American ones back here. Let's sure. Get, let's sure. repatriate them. <laughs> but the other ones, you better check their incisors. <laughs> By the way, they did, I believe the original, like the full name is the Asian giant hornet. So, like, you know, in a month, we've each got that one uncle who's going to call it like the China bee. Exactly. <laughs> But the murder hornets uh, mostly get their name because they do that to honeybees, which is obviously terrible. Not humans. That made me feel a little bit, a little bit better. Well, just I think it's just getting more press now because of the situation. And the probably name. Not a, probably not a great threat to us. No. But, I mean, you see murder hornet trending, and you immediately look and then chime in. That's exactly what we just did. That's what everyone in the world is going to do. Like it's, I know. I saw it trending. I thought it was about, you know. I was hoping it was about like a, a band or something. It'd be great. Sounds like someone you'd see at a fest. <laughs> they they would open for like a bigger act. They're on stage three at noon. Yeah. The murder hornets. <laughs> wow. So you did you get rid of the things at your house? There's a lot at risk here, you know? I mean, wasp and hornet spray. You can't get anything that doesn't shoot like 30 feet away. Oh, and yeah, through a screen door onto my balcony, the neighbors are all like below me and everything. It's not a good look to just be shooting raid funfetti all over the balconies in their yard. So, <laughs> I think you could deal with it, man. I still, I still stand by my, my claim that this is, this is fucking ridiculous that it hasn't been dealt with. <laughs> it's, uh, so... Um, as of this weekend, so then I looked up a homemade remedy that's supposed to work, and it's uh, it's a mixture of uh, of uh, dish soap and water, and uh, it didn't kill them, but I did give the bees bats. So there you that go. Was good. That was good. Clean them up a little bit. A little take them through a little Delta Sonic. Um, and then I found just like a. I regular... didn't even think about this. You could do this. Just befriend them. <laughs> Become their mother. Create a safe environment for them. Become the queen mother. This could be great. You come out of the <laughs> quarantine like a bee person. Uh, the, the person. The, <laughs> God, your beard is ridiculous. And then it just <laughs> flies away. Holy shit, that wasn't your beard. <laughs> like, no, I've, I've become a no. friend of bees. <laughs> My beard is still patchy. Those were just bees. There were six in the door as of yesterday morning between doors, and uh, there are four dead and two 
that either drowned and got out underneath the door or, you know, have also perished. But uh, we ended up with some confirmed kills. <laughs> They're going through their own pandemic, huh? They're probably waking up to bar graphs and <laughs> they are in a war zone the curve <laughs> like four more we lost four more last <laughs> night what the hell is going on around here and it is not an easy shot either. Sounds like a hot spot <laughs> it really is um i opened so i had to wait till night too because you know you don't want them you want to you don't want them on guard you want them ready so oh I'm yeah, for this. sure. You put, you put the vi night vision, night vision goggles on. The, it's the balcony light, but yeah, it's my night vision. So I turn on the balcony light, and then you open the door a little bit and pop, 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 and then you close it. You know, because you can't risk them all getting in. So Did you paint your face. So I didn't see. I didn't. I should have. But you gotta. You go in. You go mask. You go gloves. You go bottle in each hand. You kind of. Oh, double barrel action? You kind of kick the sliding glass door open and pop, 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 drop one bottle, shut that sliding glass door again. See where your damage has been done. So Yeah, I think um, we, have, we officially have nothing to talk about. <laughs> There's nothing going on in our lives. I'm just not there. fascinating. <laughs> Kill these things myself. They're dead. And then this morning I uh, I had to make like a wasp bait trap and put it outside which is like trap? they yeah they tell you what to put in there to kill the wasps that are out there and it's like a little bit of meat and then tomato juice which i didn't have i use spicy bloody mary mix i hope that doesn't mess anything up <laughs> and, uh, and a teaspoon of sugar so that's in a concoction out there to murder bees now so we'll see where it goes who gave you this recipe uh the box i had to go mary to menards no, it's, 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 it was on the box of the trap. I bought at Menards. Oh, good. So you went to Menards. That's where I had to go to get the bee murder equipment. By the way, I tried to go in the middle of the day. That's a terrible idea. Does Menards was, still have the turnstile? No, everything. It's, uh, but Menards was like, like at noon, I couldn't. I had to turn around and come back and go to later. Menards was like, like Florida open. There was really? a taco truck outside. Of course. I was like, I'm not comfortable with this much openness. <laughs> they were like, it's happening, man. People are, people are breaking. Yeah. People are, people are bored of it. It's like, we're, let's go move on. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of movement around this weekend, the good weather. I mean, that's just like a preview for what's it going to be like when it's really nice out. I'm starting to get invites from people like, just come over. We're going to social distance in the yard. I'm just like, I'm not there yet. I mean, you hope that we can just keep inching out more and more. You don't want to see like a slap back. Otherwise, we'll be doing uh, Zoom shows oh, forever. We had a good time doing our Zoom show Saturday. We did. How'd you feel? I had a good time, man. It's fun. I had fun. It's fun. I mean, it's definitely different just sitting in your house and I couldn't even remember my bits. <laughs> it's been so long. And then some of them, you're just like, they don't even fit anymore. I know. You know, with everything going on. And yeah. I think that it's, it's like, you know, everyone's looking at this differently too. Cause like our world was kind of just like shut off. Some people are still, still at it, still working. Right. So everyone's kind of looking at it through a different lens. So like some of the stuff, things I was talking about, it's like, does this even like make sense right now? So I, I, I don't know. I was just trying to, 
frame it more in what's going on today and just talking to people, but I had fun. I wish I had seen more of them. You, you, you know what you were doing more than I did. I like the gallery view. Yeah. I like the gallery view unless you were on the wrong section of the gallery. If you're I was the- just seeing a lot of names, just like a lot of icons, not uh-huh. real people. But it was such a great turnout. It was bless you. You good? I tried to mute that. I tried to mute that. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> we'll see if we can clip it out. But I had uh, something else on my phone, and I was like, "Let me get to the Zoom screen and mute this." <laughs> um, but the people that you did see, and you see them laughing at the right places, and exactly, uh, yeah, it was like it was cool. It's cool. It's funny because 30 minutes before that, I had done one with, where I, we could hear the audience. And it was like, oh, this is great. And then immediately flip over and do one where there's just, there's such a great turnout. You have to mute the audience. You know, you would yeah. be able to have all of their mics on. <laughs> and you start telling jokes and you're like, oh, wow, this is much different than that. So it's cool to like experience all of the different varieties of it because you know, no two Zoom shows are going to feel the same. There's going to be a world of differences between these. Right. I actually got a corporate one this weekend. Yeah. That's going to be, uh, and I think that people are aware that you can't do like the normal amount of time. Like we're talking like 10, 15 minutes, but the normalcy of the Zoom call has happened so quickly. Like you see it everywhere now. You see like the COVID commercials. Like you just yeah. tell like they were, they were made. Just Everything's about those screens. So it's like people do kind of adjust pretty quickly. I feel like there's a lot more we could do with that stuff. But the people that hosted it and it was, we were raising money for the Danny did foundation. Like I said, um, they're great friends of ours and um, doing great things, raising money for epilepsy. They handled it. Like it was seamless. They were really good. They knew what they were doing. They had a guy just strictly on production on the back end. When I would say like, "Hey, you guys, is everyone having a good time?" Like, are we? They would. He would immediately turn them on so you could hear them. Boom. And they were, um, they were great. But I feel like you have to have that part of it, right? You need. Yeah. To, you, you have to have someone that can host that many people, right? Not everyone can just do that. You got to have someone who knows what they're doing, and not just anyone. Imagine you or I trying to do that role. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have the performers mic off. <laughs> They'd be looking at me the whole time by accident. Well, when we started the show, Sarah and I were standing in front, <laughs> sitting in front of the computer. And I didn't realize because they had told me, like, yeah, we'll bring you in. Like, no one will be able to see you. I thought my video was blocked. But not only was my video not blocked, the sound wasn't blocked. And we're like talking to each other. And it was, it was ridiculous. But who cares? It's just. It was- I wasn't sure how to handle it. I'm like trying to text you, but then someone started answering you back. So I was like, oh, maybe we are on a private <laughs> channel that no one else can hear. And my name was like the default. Like you didn't even say Pat McGann or the McGann household or Sarah McGann. It just said like CBG, lowercase J, capital H, W, pound sign. You just gave and out then your a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine said, a buddy of mine I just saw come on the computer. Hey, CB, lowercase J, capital H. <laughs> like, okay, I better change that. Like, I was, it's like your first open mic. It's I so really felt funny. that way. I was like, this is like starting over in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Because first of all, you don't, like you said, the, some of the old stuff you have to frame different. But you don't want to do all old stuff. 
You also don't want to do all unproven new stuff when you don't know how they're reacting to it. Like you're trying to find a mix, you know? Right. Yeah, we had a good uh, Zoom call cocktail get together with a couple other couples. I did one last night with just my immediate family. We talked for a while. That's like the longest one I've ever had. I'm loving it. You got to do them. Now, do you think these will remain afterwards? Like, because I'm Zooming with people I don't talk to. I didn't talk to before the quarantine. You think afterwards you like keep them in the circle? I'm sure that they will in some ways. I mean, you always had that technology, right? If you wanted to FaceTime someone or I don't think that they'll be as popular. I think sometimes, I think in a way some people would be like, fuck this. Like that reminds me of some bad days. Like I'm done with those, you know? Yeah. But, that's I, true. but I also think like just being aware of that technology and like, Oh we, yeah, we could just do Zoom. I think it will definitely be in the corporate world. Yeah. People will take advantage of that. I don't know, but all this video stuff, you know, going on YouTube, like if you have a project like you, you, you don't know how to kill a wasp. You don't know, you don't know how to use a fly swatter. So you have to like <laughs> come up with a whole contraption. You're putting it's out a wasp. sugar, put sugar, meat. I'm sure meat. You made meat for a, a fly. It's said I'm going to trap meats. this thing. You know what the trap is? The wall. When he lands on it, kill him. It's, it's a hive. It's not a wasp. Yeah, well, you spray the thing. You're putting meat out, and you got, like, a stick holding, holding a box up, and just pulling, pulling the string. You're just sitting behind your, your armchair, looking out the window. Is he under there? Just pull the – I'm sure you have traps. You need you someone remember? to be – this isn't even a podcast. This is me checking up on you, <laughs> you? to make sure you're still sane. Were you taking notes my the entire time I told that story? <laughs> so you were leaving me hanging. You're just writing this bit. That's beautiful. No, to be honest with you, I was like, "This sucks." Like, <laughs> you haven't killed the wasps yet. I was so mad I couldn't see the humor in it. And then as I was rambling there, just let it ferment. Something must have been ruminating inside me. But I'm very upset that you that you brought meat into the uh, <laughs> you need Make no mistake i killed the indoor sugar <laughs> it's a weird what was the right? third ingredient there was a third one meat uh, spoonful <laughs> of sugar uh tomato juice oh yeah but you didn't have that so you substituted bloody mary mix which is hilarious i don't understand i don't understand you don't how you, could you just... let that one go you couldn't wing it with just the meat and the sugar you're like i'll substitute <laughs> It, I don't you have, have tomato to, juice. You're drowning them in the tomato juice. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have. Is it too acidic for them? I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue, Pat. Don't act like you're concerned about it now. You should you get on. Ignore uh, it. You should get on the Reddit board and just update everyone. <laughs> Spicy bloody Mary mix works too. You can also use Mr. and Mrs. T. It has to be Mr. and Mrs. T. <laughs> <laughs> Not fans of Zing Zang. <laughs> oh, man. Bloody Mary sounds good right about every single moment of the day <laughs> lately. Have you made bloodies? Oh, I did. My family would do Sunday bloody Zooms. Nice. Like 11 a.m. One morning, my aunt was like 8.30, like calling us. We're like, okay, this is, this is a little early. <laughs> Wake up, start drinking. 
You have oh, nothing man. to do ever again. Yeah, you do feel that way. But I guess it's on us to continue to, like, make these days and hours seem normal. I was reading an article, um, and I don't know how it's gone for you time-wise in your head, but that for some people, time is actually flying by, and that it makes sense because we're not creating a lot of memorable yeah. moments right now. And I guess that's how we, we humans mark the, uh, mark the times. Like anything between March 13th and now, unless you have a specific reason, like it was one of the kids' birthdays or something, you know, mm -hmm. I couldn't pinpoint like a frame of reference in that amount of time. Right. Like, I could be like, didn't I just clean my glasses? And I probably did it March 17th. Well, like you and I do on the podcast thing. Like, for yeah. a while, we were just, let's do one tomorrow. Let's do one. This has kind of given me a little bit of framework. Sense. Yeah. Because we're um, scheduling them and doing them. You know, we record on Monday and then post it Tuesday. Record Thursday, post it Friday. That's the behind the scenes. <laughs> You're just giving them the sauce. <laughs> no, I think that... Um, I feel the same way about time, you know? Yeah. It, we've had a few things along the way. You know, with kids, it's different. Like, I got more things going on than you do in terms of, I you know. know. Yeah, just life in general. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, just if something positive happens. Momentum. If something happens with them. I'm just saying, I have something to live for. <laughs> no, sure. So, I get it. You don't think, you don't think my six dependents that live between my doors need me, really? <laughs> You think I just give them baths for fun? You don't I'm think kidding. they give me a purpose? Uh, no, they do. For sure they do. Is that what your, is that what your therapist told you last, <laughs> Keep the last week? <laughs> Keep the bees. I was talking to my mom last night. She's like, I, I'm loving the podcast. Jim goes to a therapist? Gosh, he's telling everyone everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're very we're oh. super comfortable. That's so funny. <laughs> I come from the suck it up school. <laughs> What's the thing about Irish people in therapy? Oh, well, like Freud supposedly said that it doesn't work on, on Irish people. Irish. He, I don't think he said Irish Catholics. I think he just said it doesn't work on the Irish, which is like a theory. It's not even proven that he said it, but <laughs> all you have to do is hear it. And once you hear it, it's like, yeah, that works for me. It's like the cross they bear and they plow through it with writing songs and drinking and <laughs> and telling stories you know for sure who knows by the time you unpack all that you're gonna be dead <laughs> my kids did something real cool yesterday our um our, our niece she's gosh what is she 11 she um we did like a zoom call so my you know it's their cousin their first cousin and she did um, like a pasta class. She's like a little pro, like cooking stuff at home all the time and baking. And so she was like, I'll do a, um, a Zoom call with the kids and teach them how to make pasta. Really? So it was cool. Yeah, they made uh, homemade pasta. It was like, Sarah wasn't feeling that great, you know? So I was like more involved than I probably would have been. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> that funny at some point she's like this zoom call i only get 40 minutes and i'm like okay good you know that that's that's fine she's like so i'm gonna have to at some point hang up and call you guys back <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay 
But then you're like, this is great. We need to run clock. Like, that's all we're doing. The, every day is four corners. Spread the ball. Spread it out. Move it around. We're going to win 22 to 19. Just milk. <laughs> that milk. That milk. Uh, the reason milk they invented gesture. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Sorry, it was not video, but everyone can do okay. it along with me. <laughs> milk the cow with Pat McGann. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, it was like, it was Farfalli. And then she'll like go into, I mean, this girl, she should have her own show. She's like, Farfalli is, means butterfly. Ah, and like explaining, time? yeah, explaining like all the, uh, all the stuff as we, as we were going along. She's like, now I'm tripling my recipe. So I'm going to have a bigger, like, just ex- like talking as she went about like filling the dead air. It's like, she is really good. <laughs> and this is just your, your niece. This isn't like someone who won Master Chef Junior. Right. Just, just my niece, much more, her name's Fiona, much more productive than I am. Amazing. In the, in the quarantine. I mean, she's like, she's killing it. And they made that last night, Sarah. It was like, just like the most al dente pasta. Like, <laughs> it was, just, <laughs> it, was uh, it was good. Yeah. I mean, it's just pasta. They they didn't get any. Uh, they didn't get fancy with it. Just put like butter on it. Okay. I've never been a big butter noodles guy. Like, yeah. if I'm doing pasta, I want a, like a red sauce, gravy. That's they call it. They, so they call it Sopranos. Do they ever call that in real life? Though I never heard that. It's, oh yeah. 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 Italian families in the suburbs did. They would refer to it as gravy. Okay. They also say they're from Chicago, so <laughs> we uh, we take liberties with that stuff out here. I know we only have a few minutes, dude. We got to get into our last dance review. I think it's about that time. Yeah, it was so good. And uh, I want to say off the bat, this guy who was prominently featured last night, you know, the guy with the curly hair? Yeah. Tossing quarters. Like, he was blowing up on social media last night. Uh, I saw some memes of him. Yeah. That guy, his name's John Michael Wozniak. He's from our neighborhood right here. And I would see him growing up all the time. I'd see him like at our cleaners or, you know, at these restaurants around town at the gas station. And I always saw him with Michael Jordan too. So it was always like the coolest thing ever that this guy was his bodyguard. Yeah. You'd see him in pictures, like he was in the books, like Rare Air. And, and then I would just randomly see him. And it just always made me feel like super connected to that whole world, right? That's awesome. You know, you're like, we live in Chicago. We're in the city here. This is really happening. The Bulls, Jordan's dominant. And yeah, he's, this guy knows him. Right. We'd see him at church. So I always saw this guy around. And um, when we moved into our new house, our neighbor is a retired Chicago police officer. And this guy was a Chicago cop. And um, they were partners at some point and very good friends. And I just met this guy this fall and he was sick. And unfortunately he passed oh, away in January, but he was, uh, it's just so well presented last night. And I think that, uh, everybody just kind of noticed him. He stood out and he did stand out in real life, like that hair. And my, my buddy taught my neighbor told me, he said he called it like his mane. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's like, like Samson, like he got power from it. Like he loved, he was so proud of his hair. <laughs> he is a definite character. And I thought that was uh, pretty cool. So I wanted to recognize that. That was funny. 
that's a, no, there were some great scenes with him and uh, Jordan together. Then seeing the memes and now hearing the story, that's yeah. great. Yeah, pretty cool. So what did you think of the episodes? I loved them, man. My two favorites so far. Or my favorite, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't. Individual ones, you, they all blend together. Um, my favorite week so far. Yeah, I think that the, uh, I loved the insight we got. I still think there's a little more we want, you know. Um, Jordan gives very pointed answers to, like, specific gambling things, which is. I love the, uh, yeah, the gambling thing, the Nike story. Yeah. Like, do you think you liked it because it was like more a balance of sports and like the business side, like less about family and like growing up? What did you like about it? I think it delved into, we just, we saw things about Michael we had never seen before. Like when he was just saying that same sentence over and over again for that commercial. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, just, right, we right. just got a deeper look into who this guy really was. What was going on there? Were they cutting that or were they just, they wanted more takes, better takes? I think they were just like, yeah, just keep having them do the same take over and over again, right? Or a very similar take. And I, but yeah, I think because they he, were he kept wording it, it differently, yeah. but like, right. it was he, I, I didn't think that he was, he's like off script and screwing up, or were they just, they were like, let's do it again, like the better, like more feel or. I think that was for like one of those documentaries like Rare Air or uh, Above and Beyond or something. Oh, was it? I think. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was a, but yeah, it was for something. But yeah, I thought that was like, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, now we're seeing what it's really like to be Michael Jordan. And you, everything you do, you see him gambling. You know, you know it's a big piece of who he is, like the competitive fire. Um, we knew it was part of the reason in some capacity for him leaving, like, and getting to all of that, getting to where his headspace was at going into leaving. Right. You know, that did you time. feel at all like that it was, um, like the gambling thing was addressed, but it was still very much yes. controlled. Absolutely. I mean, it's no secret that the reason this footage hasn't been released in 22 years is Michael Jordan has to sign off on it. Right. So there's a lot more. I mean, someone pointed out to me that the, um, one of the series they lost, I want to say it was to the Pistons, like they talked about like them going down three games to two, and then they're like, oh, then the series ended. Like they skipped over the fact that Jordan had an awful game six. And right. a lot of people like questioned that, you know, like they just, just never even mentioned it. And that, that, that he was part of the problem that year. Like just little things that they're just not addressing very well, you know? Right. Yeah, last night there was more of a feel of um, like, okay, I've heard these th these like narratives before. There was like a, a PR sense to it a little bit. This is Michael's camp putting out messaging. Yeah, yeah I mean that SD Portnoy is like the first name you see. She's like mm -hmm. his PR person. She's like one of the big um, producers on this. Yeah. But it's still, like, I love like, the content. I can't get enough of it. Man, I love hearing Jordan's perspective. <laughs> like, like, even if it's slanted, I like hearing it. He's the GOAT, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, the, uh, um, I love the Nike story, the Dream Team. Um, just revisiting the Knicks rivalry, the down 0-2, and then rattling off four. Four in a row against that Knicks team is unbelievable. I forgot about them going down 0-2. Um, how what was that? That was 93? Yeah. 
So I'm 12 at the time. You're like just a little more in it. Like, were you nervous at that moment? Oh yeah, for sure. That Charles Smith moment was agonizing watching that live. Like, but it was, people couldn't believe that a foul wasn't called and um, we couldn't believe that he just didn't score. They didn't make it. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those, those teams like, and that is what was happening though along like at that time, Michael Jordan was just spoiling us so much. You never really thought they were going to lose. Right. That's why you almost don't remember that. You don't remember them being down. Oh, two, because you never, no <laughs> one ever was scared. Like I'm sure there were people that my age that forgot they were down. Oh, two, because you never thought that you were going to lose. Right. You always. And that is, I think the biggest thing with him. I mean, not only that he was so great, but once he became a winner, you didn't have a doubt. And that, that like, what, what a thing just to have that guy in your team. Like Steve Kerr, like that, that's my favorite, one of my favorite moments. Like, what is, what is the difference between Chicago Bulls? And, and he's like, well, you know, we, we got Michael. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I just uh, love the, um, <laughs> the fact that he was, like, thinking about Adidas. Yeah, and his, his mom and dad convinced him to go to Nike, and there was another nugget in there that I was trying to remember. Um, oh, there was a funny moment I liked when he was going back to John Michael Wozniak, like when they were playing with, when he's playing with the security guys, and he mm-hmm. lost his money. I, I I got a and actually we were watching it as a family. We all kind of laugh when Michael is like security. <laughs> Come get security. <laughs> that was great. And I do enjoy seeing his uh his sense of humor too. He's yeah. Like cause that's gotta be the hard part, right? When you're on all the time. I mean, we know that. Like if you're trying to be on and try to be funny. It's the hardest know? thing you can possibly do. And it's the easiest way that he could offend someone probably like, cause you say something and you're like, I was just kidding. Right. You know, but he's funny. And yeah, he takes some shots at cross. I love when he said to cross, like you can't have one of those stunt your growth. <laughs> can't have a cigar. I can't believe how much he smokes a cigar. Unbelievable. Like he, he would have it all the time. Like just in the car with like a moderate shot with just, the windows cracked the tiniest bit. <laughs> Did you see what was trending on Ahmad Rashad? No. Do you see who his groomsmen were? No. Look up. I just don't even want to tell you. Look, you got to see the picture. Google right now, Ahmad Rashad groomsmen. All right. Wait, can wait, I say who his, it is? Or picture pop. Of course. Yeah, you got to say who it is. Okay. But first, um, I want to hear you laugh. You'll see the picture and you'll be like, what? Okay. But Ahmad Rashad was like the guy. Always doing a, that, the, the weekly show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, he married Felicia, Felicia Rashad. Rashad. So tell everyone who the groomsmen are there in that great picture. <laughs> O.J. Simpson and Bill Cosby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw somebody say, Ahmad Rashad is the Michael Jordan at picking groomsmen. <laughs> somebody pointed out that Ahmad Rashad them. is 70. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it great that he's between them, too? <laughs> And just the serious look on, oh, man, that is an amazing photo. 
Um, he's 70? Yeah, I believe so. What did he – was he always a reporter? I mean, because I remember him from uh, NBA Insider or Inside Basketball or whatever. And uh, He was a football player. He was like a good football player. I think he went to the Pro Bowl. He really? was a wide receiver. I think his name is Cliff Jones. He changed his name. Gotcha. When he, um, I guess you do that for the Nation of Islam, right? Yes, sir. So he changed his name. But he was a great football player. And then he got into uh, he got into broadcasting. Him and Michael had a really good uh, good relationship. Yeah, he was like the guy in the '90s. Remember, it was like Ahmad Rashad, Marv Albert, Bob Costas, and then Magic was the guy for a while, as you saw last night. That '92, I loved the '92 coverage. Yeah, '92 saying, was like, fantastic. That was one of the best because that's peak Michael Jordan. Right, that is. Because the next year, he's exhausted. He's mentally – the media turns on him. And now, like, that's the biggest difference I see. Like, yeah, I was, like, 16, 17 years old. But I wasn't, like, as concerned about the off-court drama. No. I wasn't realizing, like, that he could be exhausted from the media. Like, you never thought he was really going to retire. But he was saying it kind of. Like, he was dropping some nuggets. Right. But you did not – no one believed that. Nobody. And maybe they don't win the fourth. Maybe he would be too tired the next year. Bozeman brought up a great point, too. He's like, the Houston could have – he's like, Vernon Maxwell played him. But he got in his head sometimes, you know? And that Rockets team was very good. Like, it's a shame we never got to see them go face-to-face or go head-to-head because I obviously believe they would have. It would have gotten – I agree. Yeah, I think they definitely would have figured out how to win. But, you know, the Bulls are going to have a very hard time stopping Olajuwon. Sure. And, uh, no, it would be an unbelievable series. But how does that Suns team beat the Rockets? Because I never felt threatened. Yeah. I mean, the Barkley was so good, Barkley and Marley. I think that's just all it was. And I love Michael talking about Marley. <laughs> Jerry liked him. It was enough for me. Krausing. I mean, Kraus just like just awful. Every like the organization comments again. Yeah. After winning the title, I mean, like, are you serious? The like that's only a sentence that could have been said for those eight years that. The Chicago Bulls are the perhaps the best run organization in sports. Right. Wow, that had a shelf life. Dude, we we're watching that. Sarah, Sarah's oh, like, you mean the traveling drug must... circus? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no, he's running his mouth saying that. It was, it was just funny because Sarah's like, he must have the smallest <laughs> ego. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. It's a family podcast. <laughs> Is it? We're uh, no, we're rated explicit. We are all over the place. That's where we are. Well, I was reminded from a, um, a buddy of mine from the, actually when we had that Zoom call the other night with the other couples mm-hmm. of um, going down to a Bulls game in that era in '90. I mean, I always remember this, but I never like. We went down. My sister was at Andy Frayne Usher. Do you remember the Andy Frayne Ushers, dude? No, I, I kind of remember. They were the, the Ushers in the stadium. They were at the Chicago Stadium, Soldier Field. They did White Sox games, Blackhawks. But it was a great job. That was like her job in high school. So yeah. she um, she brought me and my buddy down there. I would go every now and then. But we we both went down there and like we like she'd be going into work and we would just like sneak in the stadium and she'd just be like all right go all the way up 
to the third level and hide in the bathroom. <laughs> so we did that one night. And we were down there, went to a game, and then we were went down to gate three and a half to try and see the players when they come out, you know. And uh, these guys are like leaving the leaving the game, handed us their rings, their ringside, their courtside ticket stubs. Wow. Just needed ticket stubs, and they, they're like, "Go in there and watch the last two minutes." So we sat right at the end of the bench, and then Jordan got taken out of the game. What? And he always he always sat at the end of the bench. Uh huh. So he comes and sits right – like, we were, like, two feet from him. And we're just, like, not even watching a game, just staring at him. And, like, Michael, Michael, Michael. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're 13, 13 years old. And, Incredible. Um, and then we stayed there after the game. We just lingered. And uh, he came out, and he wasn't signing. But he, like, put his arms around me and my buddy, Jimmy Fitz, and just, like, walked us. He's like, come on, just, out, just walk with me, guys. And just like, you know, do you have a good time tonight? Talking about the game. I looked up the game because I saw the ticket stub. He had like 43 that I night. I never mentioned this. I don't know. I just, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, because he, he and I, we just always, when we see each other, especially recently, like last couple of times, like, can you believe that? Like, what is, that was unbelievable. But he was, um, when we were on the call there at night, somebody brought up the documentary and then he, he was telling the story. So. It's like, I should tell that on the podcast. That's incredible. That's the closest I got. Well, the other thing that I never talked about either, then the only times I've ever been around Michael Jordan. So that time. You have multiple? Well, my buddy coached his kids at Loyola Ah, Academy. Okay. So we would go to games and Michael would come like several times. He would, and most of the times he came with Charles Oakley and nobody bothered him. Wow. Yeah, my high school basketball coach hired my buddy, who I played with, to be his assistant coach at Loyola, and Michael's sons went there. Well, his first son went there, and then his second son went there and then transferred to Whitney Young. But my buddy coached uh, Jeffrey. That's great. And he would just come hang out and no one – Yeah. And my, my, my coach and my buddy one night, like Michael came into practice to check it out. And parents are not allowed at practice. <laughs> so they had to go up to him and say, sorry, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jordan, but you can't. Parents are allowed. And Michael is just, I understand. I understand. And he, and he stepped out. Can you imagine? <laughs> Whoa. How, do you, how do you play that? We have the best player ever in the world. Should we have him talk to the team? Like, no, get him, get him out of here. We're sorry. We just don't think you provide any value to the situation, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> That's incredible. I just kick him out of practice. Hey, I think my son should be playing a little more. What do you know? <laughs> what the hell do you know? These parents. You, you played minor league baseball. That does not <laughs> make you an expert. <laughs> right. You didn't even make your freshman team. <laughs> How? How about um, getting back to the documentary? How about the the uh, John Paxson oh. portrayal? Is this gonna? I am rooting for John Paxson. I want the image to be restored to the form that I think he still deserves. I'm sorry, Pat. He was on That's the phone book, like the the 1993 R and R Donnelly, whatever phone book we got in the suburbs. 
the cover of the phone book was that shot. Yeah. Like, I want to remember that guy as that forever. That felt that that shot. great. Do you remember where you were for that one? I do. Like, I remember the TV we were watching it on. It was Father's Day. Mm-hmm. We were all at my house. Like, my entire family. Cousins, aunts, my grandparents. It was bananas. But th- that is what dominated those days. You worked, you, like, your schedule around those games okay. when they were. We were spoiled, man. I'm just so glad that everyone is seeing what this was like. <laughs> and it just seems criminal that it was taken down intentionally and like right in front of us. How strange it ended. And I still like now knowing what you know and seeing what the world is and where we are and how he stayed in Chicago. Like, God bless him. Yeah. I cannot. He made us like think that we were as big as New York and LA. Like he made Chicago feel like, no, you can do like, yeah, you don't have to go to New York or LA. Michael's here. Oprah's here. Yeah. Biggest stars in the world right here. This city has always been an 85 bears city, right? Like we've milked right. that for a very long time and, and they're incredible and they're amazing. And, and what they did for the city, you know, I'm not, you know, but like this also, this was more of a, of a national cultural movement with what Jordan right. did. Right. I mean, like it propelled the NBA that like, like what they said last night, even that the dream team is what gave the NBA the international fan base it has now. Like when I worked for a German company, <laughs> when they were, they were like laying us all off and um, <laughs> like we have this luncheon and then afterward we're downtown Chicago and the guy's like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Can you can you point me which direction to the Jordan store? Right. <laughs> you just laid this yeah. off. But he's like, I need to go check out the Jordan store before I get back, <laughs> back to Germany. Oh, really? I'm like, of course I'm gonna tell you where it is. Uh, like. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it does talk about it just speaks to the globalization of, of everything. Like them going over there, the dream team, us bringing Ku Coach here. And then that, the game, once it became that, then all of a sudden it became actually very European. Like Kukoc comes over here, he's 6'10 with guard skills, facing the basket. He's got a jump shot. Like he's, he's Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. He is the guy that everyone has on their team now. Like everyone plays the game that way. Like you're looking at Barkley, how physical he was, and he could step out and he had a three and he could, uh, you know, had that jump shot. But you're trying to tell me that like, a guy like Draymond Green was anywhere near what – like, Barkley was a superstar. Absolutely. And physical. Absolutely. And now the game has, like – it's just – it's actually more, I think, European than American in, oh in a lot God. of ways. I mean, but, the fact that, like, Jordan's five threes in the first half were already an NBA record of a final right. game. <laughs> now it's like Steph Curry's first quarter. Exactly. It's just a different game. It's just the evolution of it. It's gone way more that route. And you're right, man. Kukoc was a big piece of that. That led to more, right? Dino Raja. A couple right. of years later, you start getting like the Petrovics, although he was more of a guard. But I mean, it 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 kind of changed. We started seeing that movement too. Well, just yeah. 
And like you said, global, like the game, global, the brands, global, everything exploded all around this guy, Air Jordan. And how about Rod Thorne? He just like, he never, is he like the luckiest guy in the world? And he's, is he oblivious to the fact that he, I think he's just like fails forward. Like we didn't know we were taking Sam Bowie. We just, we didn't know. We wish he was seven one. And then this, this guy called me and said, we actually drafted a good player. And then he's like talking to David Falk. I told him, I said, what are you tr trying to, this guy's not a tennis player. He's a basketball player. And he's saying it so like, what else? What else were you wrong about, Rod? What else did you get lucky on? <laughs> and he always has like a great job. He's the Bulls GM. Then he's like <laughs> the assistant to the NBA commissioner. And then yeah. he's like on the selection committee for the dream team. Like the guy doesn't know a fucking thing. He's always uh. just bring him in. Like what does Rod think? Because he'll be close. And then let's just go opposite. <laughs> Everyone knows someone whose career has progressed that way too. <laughs> I didn't think we should be the Bulls. I thought we should be the Rams. You know, I like an animal with horns, but I thought the Rams were a good choice. Oh, man, that's great. He's always – his quote is always about him being wrong. Right. Someone else overriding him. <laughs> there was another one too when he was GM. Another time he got we didn't know he was playing down in North Carolina. We didn't we didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I did I never had any clue what was going on. Just, <laughs> but then I had to leave because they wanted me to run the NBA. <laughs> Who oh, keeps hiring Ryan Thorne? <laughs> Alright man, this has been a wild ride. <laughs> this has been long enough. Jim, you know what? Pet and Jim. Hmm. This is my therapy. <laughs> I'm living this, that. This right here. <laughs> I feel like I can be an open book with you. Goodbye. Can I set another appointment for Thursday? We'll post it Friday. I hate this so much. <laughs> Let me know if you take Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, buddy. Good stuff. You too. Have a good rest Have of the day. You too, buddy. You can only... It can only get worse from here. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>